This podcast is also brought to you by Bears Bull Brew. Now, if you're like my girlfriend and you love yourself some coffee, check out Bears Bull Brew for some of the most redonkulous roasts on the market today. They got the Brazilian Grizzly Medium Roast. Mmm. The Papua Bear Blonde Roast. Looks pretty good to me. Peruvian Claw Dark Roast. Ooh, I papi. Rwanda Honey Medium Roast. And that's just some of them. That ain't even all of them. So if you want yourself some of the finest coffee you can get, hit up bearsbrew.cells.com that's bearsbrew.cells.com and get yourself some fresh ass coffee sweet and easy on your stomach not gonna give you that weird feeling you get sometimes when you drink that crappy coffee that most people be sipping on no 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 go for the high life get the best made out of rock hill south carolina come on and raise up that's north carolina but you know the drill bears brew coffee get some now you're welcome going on people how you doing welcome welcome to episode 50 of not rocket science oh yeah we 50 we 50 we middle-aged up in this piece 50 years old i can kick i can stretch and i can kick I'm 50. 10 points to Gryffindor to whoever knows what that's from. Shout out to 90s SNL, the old school Molly Shannon skit where she plays this like super energetic 50 year old that just like high kicks the whole sketch. Uh, Yeah, if you haven't seen that one, check it out. I don't know the name of it though. It's just Molly Shannon SNL, I'm 50. I'm sure... You'll be able to find it on the YouTubes and or other internets out there. It's one of those dumb skits that while you're watching it, you're laughing and you're just like, this is so stupid. I remember watching that when I was a kid. I was like eight years old, watching the old Snulls, the old SNLs, Ladies Man, Cowbell, Good Times, Jimmy Fallon, cracking up every skit. Couldn't hold it together to save his life. And look at him now. Um, yeah. So, how are we doing, everybody, on episode 50? Man, man, oh man, oh man. Cannot believe it. I think we've been... I feel like I've done this for a year, but there's only 50 episodes. But, oh, that's right. I think officially... 
this podcast will be a year old in terms of releases next week because I did really early on, I think like the second episode ever was a bonus episode and I didn't mark it. So that one is gone forever. No, I'm just kidding. It's not gone forever, but it is not considered an episode at this point. So I've been doing this podcast for a year, I think, starting next week, because 51 episodes would be a full year. Anyway, I don't know. I'm just thinking about that in my head and spewing it out to this microphono over here. Um, Now that I wasted two minutes, we'll talk about today. Not Rocket Science Podcast. This is really just a lighthearted, casual, laid-back podcast talking business, digital business mostly, and um, cultural influence, and how the two kind of interplay with each other, but we're also just kind of being silly too. That's on the side. Um, there's a lot of podcasts. This is for the new listeners. This is for the new listeners. Let me, let me take a step back. Let me just take a step back for a second and kind of relay the landscape now that we are 50 episodes in and middle-aged as fuck. Let me just do a little step back and explain what this podcast is for those of you who might be new because I am not a celebrity where I just do my own thing and get new listeners, and I got to explain why the hell should you listen to this guy? Who the fuck is this guy? Um, So a little bit about me. I work in technology. I am a user experience designer. I am now slowly morphing into doing other things. Um, social media strategy a little bit, uh, for a company in New York City that is not really big, but within the region, kind of big. Um, I'm also exploring some other stuff like voice tech and things like that. A little bit, no expert, but just getting my feet wet. And, um, I like to run social experiments when it comes to social media marketing and things like that and report back. I am no guru and I'm not even one of those gurus that don't say they're a guru but talk about all the other gurus not knowing what they're talking about thus making them a guru. I'm none of I'm none of that. I'm none of that. I'm not the fake guru, I'm not the real guru. I'm not the guy you should listen to for advice cuz I created a 800 million dollar agency after working at a wine store i'm not some guy that now you know had a drug problem and now owns a real estate conglomerate syndicate and talks about stacking paper i'm none of those guys those guys are all great in their lanes i am none of those guys um I just like this stuff. It interests me. I think about it all day, and I blah, blah, blah it out on the podcast, and I've had some mild, mild success doing that and working on technology projects and business projects. So that's it. That's it in a nutshell, but we keep it laid back. We keep it real, and we keep it pretty uh, pretty silly. This is not... Don't don't listen to this if you're trying to get your business off the ground and you need you need a mentor because everyone needs a mentor these days, right? 
everyone needs a mentor the value of mentorship blah 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 i did a whole podcast on that i'm not talking about mentors today i am not your mentor i'm probably more likely the person you listen to to get away from your mentor for a little bit but regardless i enjoy this stuff and i'm trying to make this stuff a little easier to absorb when for people who find business stuff just boring and lame and numbers conversions roi return on investment synergy partnerships like if people just automatically hate all that stuff like me um i'm trying to wash away all that corporate cultural baloney and trying to i guess highlight the aspects about business that i think as someone that had basically no interest during college and spent most of my days just making beats and playing guitar, um, things that I find interesting about business and try to create a little bit of a dialogue to make this stuff a little more interesting to you if there's that slight little sliver of interest. You know what I mean? I think even back when I was 17 and I thought I was the next Pharrell or whatever, when it comes to the business, like, I was not really interested in, like, business, like, learning business, stocks, bonds, blah, blah, blah. But there was, like, a sliver of learning about how to create an entity or a property of some sort from nothing to successful. I think that interested me even back then. You know, I think back then, though, it was, like, from a music industry standpoint, there were all these producers that were coming up um, or really established and cranking out hits or whatever. And then they were starting their own little imprints on the side and signing these new artists and kind of like nurturing them and giving them beats for their albums and then creating successful artists that they get a sliver of when it comes to album sales and yada, yada, yada. And I think all that stuff was interesting to me. I remember uh, the Neptunes, Pharrell and Chad Hugo had Star Trek, and I was all about Star Trek. They had the coolest website back in the day, too. It was like this little like star intergalactic, intergalactic space thing, and all the nav items were like floating around, and when you'd click on um, anything in the navigation, whether it's like discography, a out like their bios it would just make those neptune sounds like or like uh, they had their own sound packs back in the day with all their like signature neptune sounds that they used from like 98 to 2004 ish and then it got cheesy but anyway that was like one of the first websites that i really liked and uh, it was like one of and Star Trek as a record label is like one of the first businesses that I like monitored myself and uh, kept tabs on. They eventually failed, <laughs> they folded, but but they had a run for a minute. They had the clips, they had Pusha T on there. Who else did they have on there? Let me bring this up real quick. Man, I am going off course already, but I'm just getting hit with the the heavy nostalgia vibes right now. So. Let me see, Star Trek, I think it was Star Trek Records, Star Trek Records, yeah, oh, Star Trek Entertainment, Star Trek, I want to know just who they had on their roster, oh my god, they had Snoop Dogg, that's right, Snoop Dogg signed with them, Robin Thicke, Teriyaki Boys, N.E.R.D., Neptunes, Pharrell, of course, Kenna, R&B singer, I remember him, Khalees Milkshake, Milkshake was a Star Trek record, 
uh, Fam Lay, that dude had a had a, he was like a one hit wonder. That's a pretty good Slim Thug Super Cat. That's a pretty good lineup for a non conglomerate label. Drop it like it's hot was on Star Trek. Grinding clips, grinding was on Star Trek. Straight classics. They have some classics, but uh, let's see here. Decline after release of Slim Thug's album, Geffen Records was partially absorbed into Interscope, which moved Star Trek into exclusive distribution deal with Interscope and ended all business with Geffen as Snoop Dogg stayed and took his doggy style imprint with him. And that's when they added Robin Thicke. Oh, yeah. Can I have it like that with Gwen Stefani? Number one with Kanye. Oh, and they did Blurred Lines. Did not know that it was still up and running. Interesting. I thought they I thought they killed it after a while. I had no idea. It was still like a quasi up and running thing. Huh. The more you know. Anyway, not to sidetrack too long because now I'm ten minutes deep. But this does um, kind of tie into the theme of today, which is kind of exactly what I was talking about before, how the dynamic, I think, of being a successful artist is shifting big time from uh, musicians particular, just being musicians that do maybe some other business interests later in life or even when they're popular on the side through a manager or something, to being upfront about being entrepreneurs and kind of looking at music as their main hustle in a set of hustles rather than being just a musician and I'm the musician. Um, I think it's there's just a mentality shift right now when it comes to how creative people are approaching their brand identity and that's obviously because of the same shit that everyone talks about, whether it's Gary Vee or someone else, where everyone's their own media company, blah, 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 blah. It's totally true. It's 100% true. I'm not saying it like that to kind of shit on it or anything. I think it's 100% true. It's just interesting to me how it's just becoming more and more and more in your face these days, you know? And what sucks is the timing of everything because, you know... We're doing this on April Fool's Day, and last night or yesterday afternoon, actually, um, rapper Nipsey Hussle passed away. He was uh, shot, and he was shot in front of his own clothing store. And I'm not trying to bring this up to talk about Nipsey Nipsey Hussle as you know a current event, so I can put it in my podcast title to try to get more clicks on my podcast or any like gross shit like that i'm definitely not putting that in my title because i'm not a fan of people who market their podcast by leveraging the death of other people but my take on nipsey hustle to be honest with you is i was never a huge fan of him i was never a huge fan of his music um nipsey hustle was one of these west coast rappers that was very very la with the sound which is cool and all, but it's kind of like older New York rappers. It's like I can't, I can't really, unless you're amazing, you have that next level Kendrick Lamar thing to you, I can't really tell you apart. And you all have that West Coast sound, the West Coast beats that are kind of like Dr. Dre-ish. 
And to me, it's just this kind of like formula that he was part of. I th- I thought he was good. I th- I didn't think he was like bad per se. Um, but I wasn't like, you know, I'm totally fronting if I were to tell you I was listening to Nipsey Hussle albums all the time. I knew some of his big songs like last time I checked and things like that, but I wasn't all up in his music. But I always knew who he was because he was like, to me, he was the second rapper I ever saw that was like a natural born hustler in that like Gary V mold after Jay-Z. Jay-Z for me was the first one and everyone knew Jay-Z's story. I mean, the term hustler wasn't cool until the Black Album really came out. From what I understand, you know, he had that like, I'm a hustler. And then Cassidy had his song, the I'm a hustler song where Swiss Beats sampled the Jay-Z lyric. I'm a hustler, ask about me. Um, And that's what kind of romanticized hustler. Because, I mean, the old school term hustler is a negative connotation. It's someone who does what they have to do to get money to get by. But it usually involves some sort of like trickery or some sort of like bullshit scheme to get by and then jay-z kind of redefined it and made it cool because he was rapping about drug dealing and he was really good at it and romanticized it with the reasonable doubt album with like great beats and kind of injected that whole kind of like mafioso swagger to it and then hustler became cool and everyone's doing the hustler thing you had gary v and now you got these new guys like john henry you know this vice channel hustle uh, this vice show on vice land channel hustle um it's this like super romanticized term so now entrepreneurship's cool which guys like gary v talk about all the time but he also talks about how like very few people on this planet are like natural born 100 percent hustler i'm not i am not 100 percent hustler i'll tell you that right now i was not like grinding and flipping crap that I have all the time on eBay when I was a teenager. I mean, I did a little, little bit. Like we used to flip White Castle burgers in high school because we saw everyone was doing bake sales and no one was giving a shit about buying your shitty cupcakes at your bake sale. So me and my friends would, when, as soon as one of us was able to drive, we would go out and we'd buy White Castle Crave cases and throw our own like White Castle sales and charge like double for what we bought and we'd make a ton of money and it would sell out really quickly but that was like it that was like my only real hustle hustle thing i did i mean i worked i worked at a video store i mowed lawns but i'm there, there's a difference between me and somebody like a gary v in high school someone that's like a prick about it you know what i mean um i think jay-z is that i think jay-z growing up was probably a prick when it came to money and Nipsey Hussle was the second rapper I ever saw that was like that much obviously a hustler. There's a video of him when he was coming up, which I don't know when it was. It's probably like the mid 2000s where he gets interviewed. And it's so interesting to see how how, how he was back then is so much na- what's romanticized now. And he was saying stuff way before. like He was talking about like real estate investing when he was on the come up in this interview, which I remember seeing like years and years ago, 
And I felt like at the time I was like, wow, that's really smart. But I didn't really think too much of it. I just thought like, oh, this guy's pretty smart. Um, but now it's like the blueprint for how everyone in this like entrepreneurship craze is thinking. Let me just find the video real quick. Hold on. Let's go to YouTube. Oh, yeah. So it's literally the first result when you type in Nipsey Hustle Interview Real Estate. It's from Hard Knock TV. You guys remember Hard Knock TV back in the day? What happened to Hard Knock TV? They used to basically be the second world star. It was like world star and Hard Knock TV. They were kind of like one and two. But I don't know what happened with Hard Knock TV. It's looking like they fell the fuck off, didn't they? Because nobody be talking about them no more. Man, this is like a throwback. When was this? When was this video? 2013. But, but, alright, I'm reading the description. It's actually from 2006. It was uploaded in 2013, but this interview is from 2006, which would make him 21-ish. So he's like 21-ish here. When he's just, when people are just asking about who he is a little. This, this is what this dude has to say at 21. It's pretty crazy and uh, way more intelligent than what I would have said at 21. All right, let's bring it up. It looks like Snoop Dogg, but he ain't Snoop Dogg. Well, you do, you do look. What's your name, man? You're new and upcoming, but you're at this summit. What's your name? Where you from? My name Nipsey Hussle. I'm from L.A. Slots in the Crenshaw area. You yeah, know. Okay, well, Nipsey Hussle, that's named after Nipsey Russell, the Correct. comedian. Correct, yes, yes. So talk a little bit about yourself, man. What brings you up here, up and coming, and, you know, how come you're not blinging and having all kind of crazy diamonds and all that? I guess you're here to get your money right, huh? All the time, I mean, you know, all that is cool for the image and all that, but all them is liabilities, you feel me? I'd rather invest in some real estate, you know what I'm saying? Something oh, wait, well, can you repeat that again, man? You're up and coming artist. What did you say you want to do? I said invest in some assets as opposed to trick off my money on some liabilities like diamonds, you know what I'm saying, cars that lose value so you drive them off the lot. So you're trying, to, you're trying to get land. Exactly, homie. A real asset. Take care of my peoples because, you know, that's, that's, it, it look good, but at the end of the day, you're losing value, homie. It, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't appreciating, it's depreciating. It's what do you think, uh, why do you think it's so hard for people to get that message? You know, I mean, one half, you get guys that say they got to impress the females. Female ain't trying to talk to you unless you blinged out. On the other hand, you got other people feel like they got to show off to the homies and impress them with their riches. I mean, what, what do you think is the, how do we get that out of that mindset? Man, I feel like that's insecurity. Material thing ain't nothing, you feel me? At the end of the day, it's who you is, you know? You wasn't born with it, you gonna die without it. So if you feel you need some, some diamonds or some jewelry to get out of female, it's because you feel you lack something within yourself, you know what I mean? So all that, as far as that angle, it's like I feel that's insecurity. Damn. Damn. So that's him at 21. How crazy is that, to have that level of insight? To be able, you know, when you're when you're a rapper and you're coming up and you're seeing these superstars that you're vibing with and you're working with, and to like have that type of mentality that early, it's crazy. The dude was super intelligent, and I think that kind of mentality is what artists nowadays, at least a lot of them. Um, are now going into the game thinking because they kind of have to because the distribution model is different. You know, Chance the Rapper really changed up um, the strategy or the formula of how to be a successful artist and like X, XXX did too. 
uh, to an extent, Tyler, the creator, did back in the day, but really, like, Chance the Rapper is the dude, along with XXX, like, they're the two that came from the internet and blew up and were as big as can be, and they were really the first two that did that, other than Soldier Boy back in the day, but that was more from, like, a viral song, not, like, being an artist, per se. But to have that mentality, you know, back in 2006, I was in high school in 2006, like, that, to me, really validates that this dude was ahead of his time, 100%. And that, you know, is the model that I think artists should be taking, because when it comes to real estate investing and things like that, if you get in early enough, and if you have money from your show's these days, it's mostly shows and whatever ad money you can get from your social media presence and stream money. But back then, it was album sales. Now, no one's buying albums. Um, and you invest that up front. And if you're like 21, you're getting you know on that come up and you start investing in real estate. Like You're set for the rest of your life if you play your cards right. And there's so many resources now uh, for real estate investing. Like There's Instagram accounts that are good for real estate investing. If you just do hashtag real estate investing, you'll find tons of Instagram accounts that are really, really good. They give you just little nuggets of insight. I like uh, Dealtor, D-E-A-L-T-O-R. His is good. But then dude, who's my favorite real estate investor right now when it comes to education, uh, is Meet Kevin. So meet, Meet Kevin on YouTube. That guy is an encyclopedia of knowledge when it comes to real estate investing. He's on Instagram too. Uh, But point being is there's some really, really, really great resources out there for artists to learn, you know, who are on the come up and trying to do their thing in the level of, uh, I guess, immediacy and convenience when it comes to learning this stuff has never been better and it's only improving. So I really think there's just more exposure on doing this kind of thing um as an artist on the come up and having these side businesses and it's something like you can be proud of in the whole like bling bling era people are smartening up for the most part i mean people are still stunting people still buying ridiculous watches and shit like that there's always going to be that part of the game i mean go to fucking south beach go to south beach for crying out loud everyone's renting lambos and rolls royces and shooting their own bullshit rap videos trying to, you know, get on World Star for, you know, get a placement on World Star or whatever, but you know, that's part of the game. But I think in real life, not in fantasy land, there's more people smartening up and getting the mentality that this dude who unfortunately passed had 13 years ago. You know, what I mean, it's just so rare to see someone like that at that age at that time have that kind of mindset. Like I didn't I didn't know anyone at 21, that was like that. I didn't know one person, to be honest. Anyone I knew. I went to Rutgers University. I had friends in Rutgers Business School. And none of them had that entrepreneurial mindset like that. They were all thinking about, you know, how to get into a job on Wall Street so they can make sixty-five grand or whatever as their entry point so they can make, you know, 200, 300K by the time they're 30, blah, 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 blah. Like, that was the mindset of the smartest business-minded people I knew at 21, believe it or not, which is crazy. 
Um, so, you know, RIP to Nipsey Hussle, man. He is he was ahead of his time from a mindset standpoint, and guys like him, from a mentality standpoint, have kind of laid the blueprint for the modern artist when it comes to thinking about yourself, your your artistry as a business and how to scale your income that you're making from your art so you are not reliant on the attention game alone because that's what music especially is you know it's just getting eyeballs on you and having distribution machines like major labels still to a degree um getting on board with the fact that you can attract eyeballs but the problem is it's kind of like sports you know what i mean that you're only you can only be in the limelight so long and then yeah you can tour forever and it's all good but like if you get to that that major major snoop dog level you know that rolling stones level that u2 level you can do that but if you're you know there's very few people that get to that level and if you don't become a legend in the game and you just have some success you have some hits you know when when you're 40 years old and you're not jay-z good luck trying to get eyeballs you know 17 year old eyeballs on you because hip-hop especially is a young person's game and if you don't invest in assets like the way this dude was it's gonna be tough once you're you know over the hill kind of like uh pro athletes it's like some guys invest when during their athletics career and they wind up in a good place in retirement or they get into investing in retirement and you know they wind up all right but there's other guys that don't and they wind up broke and uh it's just unfortunately the the way it is and i think people get that with athletics because athletic performance is measurable like your body can only perform at a peak level for a finite number of years but you know it's not as measurable in music because there's no it's not based on science like you can't measure your 40 time but from when you're 20 to when you're 40 and see the drop off um in art or in music or in hip-hop but hip-hop's you know it's known universally as a young person's game so even rock and roll too for that matter every now and then you'll get an aerosmith doing like don't want to miss a thing or something and get a hit single well into your 40s or whatever they were but you know those again are rarities at best and exceptions to the rule not the norm so i just think people like him bring exposure to this you know this business world which might get a kid in the funnel to start listening to very gary v and you know or grant cardone or whoever the fuck it is and get that that mindset right um so you know the dude was the asset his music was good again i was not like a diehard nipsey hustle music fan i wasn't but the guy was a humongous humongous asset to the music world the art world because he was one of these guys that served as a bridge to this other world that is seemingly um, inaccessible on the surface, but really is. You know, you can buy a house with no money down if you really wanted to. And if you know what to look for and how to do it, you can do it and not get sucked into um, an interest rate game where you're you're basically in a money pit. There's ways to maneuver out of that if you know what you're doing. Just, just as an example. But uh, 
So, you know, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. Dude was a full-blooded entrepreneur. No, I'm a mud-blood entrepreneur, maybe. Maybe. But he was a full-blood, Gryffindor, Slytherin-ass entrepreneur. So, R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle. All right. Moving on. So, normally, I've been doing uh, Q&A segments at this point in the show, answering some questions, but I'm not going to do that today because, A, didn't get many questions. This show is not exactly the Joe Rogan experience. I'm not getting flooded with questions week after week, I admit it. I'm not going to front on you guys. I'm not Mr. Super Popular in the podcast world yet. That is psych, but not not psych. And regardless, I was thinking of doing something else today. Something that I used to do, which is current events. But I'm going to bring someone along with me. And we're going to try out getting another voice on this damn thing. So you're not just hearing me blabble and blabble and blabble for 50 freaking episodes straight. So... Today I am bringing on my girlfriend and we are just going to get silly and talk a few tech, tech-ish, business-ish, pop culture current events. So she's in the other room, so let me go get her real quick and let me pause this thing. I'll be right back. And we back. We back in the game, baby. <laughs> oh. Oh, who's that? Introduce. Who's I need that? an introduction. Oh, you need an introduction. I know you already said it, but I just I feels weird to well, just, I didn't like, say your name. Talking. I didn't say your name. Okay. This is Brittany, ladies and gentlemen. Say hi. Hi. Get closer. Get it's closer. E- but it is You're even yelling. Weird. You're yelling. Okay, okay. I have to just equalize myself. <laughs> it is even weird though to hear you even say my name because you never say my name. I don't so it's ever just say se- your name. it seems strange. But here we are. Here we are. I wanted this to be a bigger introduction. Oh, well. <laughs> maybe be more famous. Eventually. If you have, if you continue to have me on your podcast. Oh, there we go. There perhaps we go. I'll get there. Anyway. Okay, we got Brit on to run down some current events. So, as it is April Fool's Day, yes. have you been pretending to work at work and looking at what companies are doing for April Fool's. I actually, no, I didn't really get to do that as much as I wanted. Did you Um, see any of them? I saw, well, okay, I saw that Burger King now has the Whopper, the Impossible Burger Whopper. I don't know if that was an April Fool's thing, but it's weird that that was like, it was like, I don't know, it seemed like, no, it wasn't, it was probably real. That was real. Um, And then I saw that... Uh, no, that's all I saw. That's all I saw. You saw none of them? I don't think. I saw that, like, that banana pudding place that we liked said that they were going to have a CBD one, but that's April Fool's. That's pretty lame, April Fool's, because they can totally do that in about five months. That's what they said in the It's going to pass. And that's going to be a thing, and it's going to be a food craze, and everyone's going to... So they made an April Fool's joke a year early about something a year from now they're probably going to have in real life anyway. Right. Although I can't... They don't seem like a company that's, like, on the the pulse of food trends. I mean, actually, no, they kind of are. 
I mean, how, I mean banana, banana pudding. pudding. So this is a banana pudding company. We're playing inside baseball right now. She's talking about <laughs> a banana. banana oh, interrupting me as I explain. <laughs> Jesus. This is what it's like having a guest. I'm sure. No, any guests you... don't interrupt. No. Oh my God! Every podcast. The host interrupts the guest. I don't think there's set rules. There's and rules. what I will say is, I had a day today where I've been trying to have less caffeine, but. This afternoon, I had an extra coffee, so I'm noticing that you're you're just cutting people. I, off. I'm noticing that I'm cutting. I'm doing that and also stuttering. Like towards the end of the day, I was like, "Wow, I'm like I'm not even finishing my sentences, and I'm just like stuttering so like fully." And I had to explain to people many times, like, "Oh, I had extra caffeine today." I'm oh. Like an old woman. Cute. <laughs> Is it? Very cute. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I didn't see a lot of April Fool stuff. All right. But let me ask you, what is your take on corporations in general using April Fool's as the one day where they can actually be, like, funny? Do you find it lame? Or do I you like do. It? I find it lame because... Well, like, I, didn't I, wish... lead, I didn't want to lead you. No, no, saying... it's not that I find... I wouldn't use the word lame. It's almost like I wish that they had that voice, like, throughout the year but not Mm -hmm. just not in a way to like trick me like just have have a more casual like tone with your audience throughout the year like why do we have to wait till april fool's day Mm -hmm. so as a lady who makes a hard-earned salary (laughs) at a company an honest an honest living an honest living a humble living a humble honest living (laughs) and salary what do you think of so why do you think that is i think at this point people almost like expect companies to do that on twitter like it's been going on for so long like on april fool's day you know there's going to be like a stupid joke coming um and yeah it seems like there are some companies that kind of keep that voice like throughout the year like Mm -hmm. a wendy's like i don't know wendy's twitter is always like funny or like sunny d has a really funny twitter like, you just kind of, yeah, I don't know. Like, you, you Oof. <laughs> Riveting stuff. <laughs> Riveting stuff. I'm sitting in my, our closet on the floor on a, oh, on wait a, a quilt. Oh, wait a, wait a, wait a, um, blow this whole thing up. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> Trying to soundproof it, for fuck's sake. Um, but I, I think uh, companies just like take this day as a day to be silly. They but why, think it's but why? But why don't they think it's allowed tomorrow? Because it's you're not expecting that tomorrow. You're expecting like Nordstrom to still be Nordstrom. But because because they're by default, you're expecting companies to be boring when they don't have to be. That's my question. Right. Why do companies feel like they have to be boring every other right. day? Well, and I'll tell you probably why because every company like has I'll tell you ha- I'll tell you why because this is how it is where I work too there's mm-hmm. like voice guidelines there's guidelines for everything like mm-hmm. brand vo- like we know this but like for voice it's like there you almost imagine like a person who has that personality and has that voice mm-hmm. and literally everything you write like has to be in that voice and it's like it just feels like there's no straying from that so, so I think April Fool's Day is like okay let's throw all that shit out the window and just like and just so we know, you you work on like a a brand team, right? Yes, on, on a creative a brand. brand team for a large company. Hmm. So you would know. <laughs> that sounds so dramatic. So you would know. 
I, yes, yes. And I work in the, like, that's the thing. Like, everything has to go for review through the, like, it's, it's like, you have to imagine a person with that voice that, like, it's literally coming out of them. Like, that's how companies are thinking. Um, so moral of the story is that companies have brand cops and brand cops are boring, so they should probably get rid well, of them. I yes? think they're needed. I do think they're needed. Why? Because imagine, because what happens is if you have, like, if you work at a company with 400,000 employees or something, I don't know how many it is where mm-hmm. I work, but it, everything is going to be coming out of literally everybody's different voice and no, there's not going to be a streamlined personality for the company. Like, you do kind of need that. Um, That's fair, but yeah. why are they so boring all the time? Is what I'm getting. At. <laughs> it's probably because it, they probably do feel like they have to police, like, yeah. and govern, and like the guidelines are the guidelines, and they don't want to give people an exception to anything. Because then, who knows where that'll Ugh. end up? Well, I think what it is is people are afraid of risk because risk means you are at fault of something. Right. So well, that's true. The, and a lot of companies have investors or they're publicly traded and risk aversion is often the name of the game because then you ruffle the feathers of mm-hmm. the people that contribute to your bottom line, which mm-hmm. means investors lighten up, will you? Okay? Mm-hmm. Investors need to lighten up at the end of the day and not care so much about a stupid line that fluctuates all the time when people collectively panic. Yes. Moral of the story. The the uh, the brand cops though, I am always surprised by how, how easily they give in to just like the squeaky wheel people who just are like, no, we have to push the voice. No backbone. Like, yeah. Well, I don't want to say that, but I will. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about any of this stuff because it's all silly to me. I think it's very easy to within a corporate culture have some personality, and I don't think it takes a genius to uh, differentiate something that's damaging to a brand versus, like, something that's just not milk toast. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's or true. Wonder Bread. Yeah. Or uh, well, Pumpernickel. Yeah. Okay. Or uh, Pita. Pita or Soft Serve Vanilla. That's not a bread, though. It's not a bread, but I'm switching it up. But Pity it's dairy. vanilla. That's, like... The Plain. Most boring one. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, okay, I got it. I thought no. you were trying to. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think we ran that topic to the ground. Um, so that was the first one. Just because I don't really like doing this topical stuff where it's like today's this today's National Pancake Day. Do you like pancakes? I don't. I don't really give a shit. I wish I saw more April Fool stuff. Now I did see yeah. two podcasts that I like. The host switched, but that's literally it. Like saw they that. just said that. And then, I mean, no, they were kind of, like, pretending to be each other. Like, I thought it was nice, but that's not, like, a big company doing that or anything. Yeah, and that's fine because it's just funny. It's yeah, it, funny. it didn't, like, offend. It, I, I didn't feel like I was being tricked so much. Yeah. Well, the history of the stuff, you know, it dates back to BMW. BMW did the first ever, April like, Fools? corporate April Fool's thing in But it existed before then, right? April Fool's I think day? so. But, like, corporations. I forget what it was, though. Let me look that up. I wonder. Let me look that up. Here, say something in the microphone while I look that up. Um, wow. So what happens usually, I've listened to this, but like when you look things up normally, do you just kind of like banter to yourself? It all depends. It all depends. 
Um, if I can find something I know quickly, yes. If not, right. sometimes I cheat. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I cheat and I hit the space bar until I find it and then I hit play again. I mean, that's not cheat. I mean, because in this, you don't have like a guy, like a, who's the guy? There are so many guys. Like you don't have a guy to Google stuff for you. I don't have maybe a that's Googler. what you maybe you don't need a co-host. You just need a guy just to kind of like look stuff up and just <sighs> maybe that that's enough. Maybe Although that's I enough. I like this banter. It's good banter. Oh, so so it was road warmers. BMW introduces road warmers, so a car that warms the road of excess oh, moisture. Wow. That was the first corporate April Fools ad. Fun fact of the day, I guess. Yeah, um, I didn't know that. What do you know what year it was? 89. Wow, that's way more recent than I thought it was going to be. Really? I thought you were going to say like the 50s or something. That mm-hmm. seemed like a time when people were really into April Fools. Well, before the, the internet, there was no understanding that this was even a marketing opportunity. Mm, so That's true. It was all local stuff before then. And then, so there might have been before that, but that was the first like little ma- things. Yeah, little things. Like this was, that was the first major company to do it. That's that's cool. Sweet, sweet dude. <laughs> Pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, I learned something from the podcast. Thanks. There we go. I'll say that now every April Fools for the rest of my life. I know, like I'll tell everyone, Damn. like that's the fun fact. We're all about value here <laughs> on Not Rocket. And Science. I am all about fun facts. Mm. Mm-mm. Speaking of, mm-mm. so I posted this today on this Instagram account for this show, but the uh, so Ultra Fest is going on this weekend, which is a big uh, electronic music. It's like Coachella, but for only electronic music. So like all the biggest EDM DJs play. It's in Miami every year, and this year KFC thought they were going to be slick. And they literally, instead of just buying out corporate space to, like, give out KFC towels or have a KFC lounge tent where you can get some, you know, fresca and fried chicken and cool down or some shit like that. No, today, this time, they literally bought a performance slot, created a bunch of KFC-based EDM songs, and... Had a guy come out with a big Colonel Sanders um, helmet, kind of like Dead Mouse style, and performed a set where it's electronic, like generic electronic music with a bunch of Colonel Sanders and chicken clucks in the drops and in the buildups. And they thought that would go over well to promote their brand. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it went pretty poorly. They got slammed oh. in the media. And if you watch the actual uh, footage of it, people just don't give a fuck. They're did getting... They I hope they no, did. they did worse. They just kind of were standing there confused, mm, which is worse. worse than booze. Because when people don't give a shit about you, that is usually the worst thing. I remember mm-hmm. when I went to OzFest for my first concert when I was 11... It was all these like heavy ass metal heads in the crowd and all these heavy ass metal bands playing and then they had Crazy Town who had that one song Come my lady, come come my oh, lady. Right. You're my butterfly sugar. But you know what I mean? And they were like like twelve year old girls liked it. So when they played, because most of their songs were heavy and then they had that one song 
that was light. And then when they played, nobody gave a shit. Everyone, they didn't even get booed off stage. Certain bands got booed. They didn't even get booed. People just stopped paying attention, and they were, like, performing to nobody, basically. Yeah. Well, it's a good time to, like, get a drink, go to the bathroom, if you're at a concert sure. like that. Like, that's what for, people for, probably did. Not for them. <laughs> it's like an intermission. Yeah, it's an intermission to the crowd, but that's bad when well, you're the fucking intermission. Yeah. Maybe they knew, like, okay, we'll give people a break and just... It was the first time when I ever saw, like, hardcore, like, performance embarrassment in my life. And you were how old? I was 11. That stayed with you. Yeah. So here, oh, I'll play it. This is, so this is the music that they were playing. You guys can't yeah, see it. But if you go to Instagram, NRS underscore show, you can see the whole thing. Or you go, go on Twitter or just hashtag no, go KFC. Instagram. Go to the NRS show Instagram. Yeah, or go to the NRS show Instagram. Be, 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 be assertive. <laughs> I know. I'm always saying that because I had to cut off part of it. Cause it was a whole, yeah. It was, it was like a minute. The one I found on Twitter was a minute and a half. This is only a minute. But whatever. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> How awful is this? Oh, God. This guy's dancing like a moron. Like, I would think that's a Lego guy from the back. Well, it's like an emoji of Colonel Sanders. I don't even know what he's saying here. But it's Colonel Sanders. Oh, God. Oh, God, the classic. <laughs> oh. Look at the people. <laughs> and it's oh god it's obvious why people wouldn't like it because it feels like they they forced all these different things into this and people know it's the kfc guy so obviously like people know what ad placement is people know what that is now um yeah well they didn't have to know it they didn't have to be exactly savvy but people are like so aware <laughs> people are like waiting for that to happen just like to be annoyed like what a mistake yeah, people have great bullshit detectors but you don't you can have mm. a bad one and realize how stupid that is because it's like they can do it because you can pre-record everything i don't like trying music festival so we just pre-recorded a bunch mm. of loops and threw a bunch of samples of colonel standard colonel sanders mm. talking about chicken it's like whoa chicken's cool like that had to be the strategy meetings right because like what else can you talk about and in then, a meeting to have that be your result and then someone was like let's make him look like an emoji and like put the glass yeah. those glasses whatever they're called on his face and oh oh you know what they probably were thinking of and i think is an ad that like messed up so many companies the guy who danced in the Six Flags ads. I don't know if he still does that. Mm. But I feel like people are probably like, oh, that worked for Six Flags for years and years. Like, yeah, let's maybe. make the KFC guy look like an emoji and dance. It's just what it reminds me of. I mean, I hope the goal was, let's just, so what I, actually, what I don't hope the goal was is them knowing it would be terrible and being like, any attention's good attention, so let's just do it to get headlines. It's like, because that's not true. This whole like, any press is good press thing. I don't get how that idiom became a thing because it's just not true. Like, look at Jesse Smollett. Yeah. But it, <laughs> it feels different for an individual. Like, that 
is obviously bad. But, like, a company, I almost think that is what they were thinking. And they're like, oh, well, we'll just be on stage and do whatever. Yeah, but Jesse Smollett's career is over. But, yeah, but, yeah, but it's, like, for an individual to do something like that is gonna, it's gonna be really bad for them. But for a company, it's like, oh, they were just trying to get in our faces and, like, do something. And be lame. Well, yeah, people are gonna think KFC is lame now, but they're not gonna stop going. Maybe the strategy is this, because I just got a comment about it. About someone thinking it might actually be hilarious. And I think maybe they're just assuming everyone's rolling their fucking faces off <laughs> and will just think it's funny. So it goes That's over okay. It. Yeah. Because that would be my only, like, if I was like a, a, a lawyer or if I was like forced to um, vouch for that idea, mm-hmm. that would be my play. I, I'm sure that went into their thinking. But the problem is, is that Ultra's not going to give a main stage evening slot out for this. They're only going to give an afternoon slot out and probably early afternoon and that's before people are usually rolling. And that's what that was? Afternoon? Yeah, it was, it was in the middle of the day and it didn't even look that busy yet so it was probably like really early so everyone's still probably pretty sober. So, yeah. didn't work guys. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the transitions, anyway. It's a pretty sweet transition, right? <laughs> No, I'm terrible at these. I'm terrible at these. I stop them all the time. I stop and start, stop and start. If I was doing this, the thing I Mm -hmm. was one, I always, when I listen to any podcast, I always can't believe how seamlessly they just start talking about stuff. Like, it seems like a lot of the time they're having a conversation before and then they just start recording without, like, just to kind of keep it seamless. Like, I'm always Mm -hmm. just amazed by how easily they just start rambling on. Um, Some people are good at that. Usually it's like stand-up comedians yeah. are good well, at that. that makes sense. Because they do it professionally. Mm-hmm. But uh, regular old peeps like me I mean, and you're you, doing this prof- – like you, get, you have ads. This is professional. They're sort of – they're from Anchor. My ads – well, not all of them actually, no. But – You have a setup? You I have, have a setup. closet? It's semi-professional. We're a year into this. We're 50. 50 episodes wow. in. Oh my God, that's right. Middle aged. Middle aged. I talked about that in the, in mm. the intro. Um, but also, so the only other thing, speaking of middle aged people, you see Elon Musk released a rap song? No. Oh, I didn't, but I did see it trending and I was like, I don't need to see that. Do you think no, it's actually him? I'm going to play it real quick. R.I.P. Harambe? Yeah. But it doesn't sound like him at all. I know it's auto-tuned as fuck, but it doesn't sound like him. Did this come out today? I think so. April Fool's Day. Or yesterday, yesterday. I don't know. 
But the thing is, to me, it doesn't sound like him. Because I know what auto-tune... Like, when someone's on auto-tune, it still sounds like them. And that sounds like a different person. I don't think it matters, though. I think... I think it does matter. I want to know that that was him in that <laughs> studio singing that. It could, it easily could have been him. I think... I mean, this has to be a prank. Also, Harambe... Well, it's obviously a prank. You think well, he's trying yeah. to be, like, a serious artist now with that? <laughs> At least he waited, though, the proper amount of time to, like, make a rap about Harambe, because it's been a while. It's been, like, two years. Uh-huh. It has to have been two years. The respect... The, At least he waited. The respect windows. It's, t- it's okay to talk about Harambe, I think, now. Because uh, it would be different if it was a, if it was a person, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought it was sad, but... Mm-hmm. Why not have Elon Musk rap about Harambe? I mean, Harambe's sad and all, but I don't really care what the song's about. I'm trying to figure out if that's actually him or not. It, I, I, it could easily be. I have no idea what he would sing like. He barely talks. It, it's surprising to me he could rap because he takes so many pauses. Like, yes. rap seems like something you can't pause a lot. Yes, to, he, but he probably he has it rehearsed. He's not just talking about the future. I think Tesla... Motors. <laughs> he might have rapped it that so, way, and they took out the pauses. And but no, it's, it. it's more his voice. Like he has this, like I don't think it's him. Like this kind of like drawl to his voice, kind of like a like future or something, like a SoundCloud mumble rapper. Down pat. He's either a great impressionist, low key great impressionist, or it's not him. Because that just doesn't sound like him. Well, but when people sing, usually their accents, you lose the accent. Like, I didn't know Queen was British until. It's not the, the accent, other day. though. It's just the timbre of the voice. It's like when Kanye uses auto tune, like it still you... sounds like Kanye. Or like if Cher does, like, do you believe in life after love? It still sounds like how Cher talks. That's true. If T Pain will... uses auto tune, it still sounds like how T Pain talks. This doesn't sound like how Elon Musk talks. At I think all. they, I think it is him. And they edited the hell out of it, well, or it's some guy who like just works with him and was and he was like, um, I bet it was his idea though. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out because it's like there's been no definitive answer. On Did he tweet this? He, he tweeted it. it. Yeah, he posted it. Wow, but it was it, it's coming from his brain. I mean, it, it's it's his. Yeah, it's his concept. I just want to know if it's him actually saying all this. Maybe stuff. that'll come out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is out. Another Joe Rogan interview and like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. Maybe that really gave him a new confidence, and I'm excited to see this side of you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it might he might it already might be out, and I'm just under researching it because I did this whole episode in one day. Don't say that. Because I didn't like prepare. You worked for days and days. I didn't prepare for this one at all. Actually, no, I did a little bit. I did on April Fool's. The train. That's April yeah. Fool's. That's the time to do the work. <laughs> Just kidding. I spent a week on this. <laughs> to be fair, your train ride is an, plenty of time to like figure out a whole podcast. Yeah, it was a long train ride. Um, no, actually, I thought about this yesterday. I thought about it for a while. Came up with my points. <laughs> hammered it out on the train, and here I am. If you had to do an April Fool's, if you were a company, and, mm-hmm. like, let's say for this, would you do a, an April Fool's for this podcast? I mean, you didn't, so I guess not. No. Mm-hmm. Unless because... the idea was so undeniably good that it's worth doing. Right. But I wouldn't create, like, a time block out 
Right. You know, make a whole campaign out of it. Mm-hmm. Just like if that. it was a quick thing. If it was you just something, no, if something that, if it was something that, no, I wouldn't do that. If it was something that was like organically came together, I would do it. Yeah, maybe next year. Maybe next year. What's funny is I actually have an April Fool's Instagram post that I never posted because I look back at it and I'm like, this is stupid. Save it. Save it for next year. It oh. might come back and be relevant. Are mm. you saying it's not relevant? No. Oh, I want to see it later. You've seen it before. Mm-hmm. No, I just didn't find it as funny looking yeah. at it the fourth time, so I didn't want to post it. Well, April Fool's isn't funny. And it wasn't actually an April Fool's thing. It was just so stupid that I was like, this has to only be for April Fool's Day. And then I looked at it, and I'm like, nah. Nah. I knew I hated April Fool's in elementary school when my teacher just, like, switched my chair with another person's chair. And I, like, didn't notice. Did you fall and bust your ass? No, it was just a different chair. And, like, the whole class knew because I was, like, that kid that, like, got the April Fool's pranks, I guess. Now that I look back, that's what I'm realizing, like, as I'm talking about this right now. But Mm. everyone was like, you didn't know that wasn't your chair? And I was like, no, all the chairs are the same. And they just switched my chair back, and that was it. And now I don't really like April. I don't care for April Fool's. Oh. <laughs> Early beginnings. Unless I do love, yeah. I do love, like, the, the companies. I really, I kind of do like the April Fool's that, like, companies do, but I missed them oh. all today, so I'll, I'll go back. Oh. I so think you're they're a fun. Fan. I think it's fun. I just you, think it's fun. You think it's fun. <laughs> I think it's case by case. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yes. overall, I'm kind of like, yeah. I kind of just wish they were just more like that in general. I wish companies were just more like that. Because that's the whole thing. goes back to the little brand cop thing. Okay, this is fine. But why can't you just do this constantly? This obviously still Mm. was like, had meetings over and still had brand involved and blah, 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 blah. It's like, why don't you just do that all the time? Right. I always think that like these April Fool's things come from probably the interns. They're like, oh, this would be a fun thing for like... Yeah. The inter- or like the young let's get the younger people to moral come up with stuff but that's what they should be doing all the yeah, time moral of story pay the interns more yes that is because they have better moral. ideas than you yes they do bum, bum. all right we're an hour into this thing and those were the God. only three things i want to talk about and i have a burrito on the well and i have to go get, have a, to burrito. Go get a burrito because <laughs> i have to put this in post and slang post. this thing across the internet's yes. All in one shot. What power? One Ew, shot. I don't like like all the verb all the verbs. It just seemed like aggressive verbs. Sling this thing across the internet. I'm slanging pods. That's what Damn. I do. It's my trade. You you trade in pods. I slang pods across the webs. Wow, a, pi- a, a cowboy of the webs. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> With that. I'd love to. I'd love to be oh, invited back. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> You'll so be just ready. let me know. I'll be here. Okay. Oh, you're I'm just taking ready. over. I'm ready to pod. <laughs> <laughs> taking over this show. I love some exit music. Oh, well. Just a, a, a mariachi band. Well, I generally put that in when we're done talking. Great, but I want it to be about me. I want separate exit music. Oh, okay. So just work on that, and I'll mm. be back. Okay, I literally have to make that from scratch, too, tonight. <laughs> That's not happening. All right, it's ran its course. We're now we're 11 minutes in. This is going to take a long-ass time to even export. So 
Thank you, guys. Catch us on the social medias at NRS underscore show, on the Twitter, on the IG, all that good stuff. We 50. We out. Peace. Yeah.